welcome to another episode of The Extras. Lachlan here, joined by Raj this week. Hello everyone. Raj, we at St Paul's have uh, taken a bit of a pause in the book of Matthew. We'll be coming back to that in a month's time or so. But we're spending five weeks talking about the life that overflows, the life of faith, some various aspects of the Christian life that flow from our trust in the Lord Jesus. And the first one of those aspects that you led us through on the past couple of Sundays has been spending time with God in Bible reading. Uh, you took us, at least one of the passages you went to was Deuteronomy 6. Uh, so why don't I read that for us and then listeners, our plan today, uh, no questions came in on the Sundays. We love your questions, so do always send them through. But even in the absence of those, we thought we'd just catch up on the extras and talk about our own Bible reading. So that's where we're headed. Uh, but let me read Deuteronomy 6, and then maybe Raj, you can give us a brief uh, summary of what you encouraged us with in that sermon, yep. and then we'll talk about our personal practices. Great. So Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, listen Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. So a strong encouragement there for Israel to be people of God's word and that as an outflow of their love for him. But Raj, give us the brief summary of... Yeah, thanks Lachlan. And look, thanks for tuning in everyone. I really love this passage. It's... um you know, one of the high points of the Bible and the Old Testament in particular of just the place of God's Word. Mm. And the context, we didn't read the context just now, but the first couple of verses provide the context. Um, uh, and that is um, um, the promised land. Mm. So in the case of Israel, Old Testament, it's talking about the physical promised land of Canaan, mm. modern-day Israel. Mm. And, and there is what I call the craving. Mm. Um, which really is the context of the text here, um, which is, you know, Israel is on this journey from Egypt to Canaan. They're on the Sinai Peninsula. Um, um, I put up a bit of a diagram of that journey they went on. And, you know, right when they stop, there is this um, more than encouragement. You know, I, I think that the Sinai Peninsula around Mount Sinai, it's known for the giving of the Ten Commandments, mm. which is very important. And yet here in Deuteronomy 6, this picture is painted where from the craving we go to the verses we did read, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, words that Jesus himself picks up in Matthew 22 when asked what are the most mm, important commandments. Mm, that's what he quotes. Mm. Um, and that's put out in different ways. And really there, I just, I love it because God puts there a craving for the promised land um, he works back from that, so therefore now love the Lord your God with your whole being. And he even provides the core method, which is really what pushes us into God's word. Mm. And um, um, these commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. So commandments, God's word, mm. um, are to be on our hearts. And it, it really is quite strong. Impress them on your children. Yeah. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And I used an illustration. In fact, just this morning, I, there I was at a coffee shop and, they, you know, they had these. I was with, there with a friend. We were catching up and um, 
they had all these pastries in the win in, in the window. And my friend looked at the pastries and said, "Oh, they look good." The illustration I gave in the sermon was, if you know, if if, if one was to keep pacing up and back back and forth in front of that window, you would end up buying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the pastries. <laughs> so what did you buy? Well, no. I, I, my my friend was was very good. You know, he's not. Here's my order: coffee only, and we walked away. But the reverse is true when it comes to the Word of God. Um, that is, everywhere you go, have the Word of God on your heart mm. and on your soul and on mm. your mind, mm. so that it's the Word of God that sets you free. So that you love the Lord your God with your whole being, so mm. that you keep craving the promised land. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I picked Deuteronomy six, Lachlan, because it it brings all of those different aspects together, mm. shows how they're connected. Mm. Um, I other parts of the Bible talk of it in this context as well, but it's harder to get the whole reason. Mm. Um, and and you know we could head down the duty track. We you know we we know that Sunday school answers often to read your Bible and pray and say Jesus and and all of that's true, but Deuteronomy six just wraps it together with reason and purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in light of that, right, what what does Bible reading look like for you at the moment? Uh, we can get to talking about some of the other times of life as well. But sure. At this so, stage of your life? Look for me, I'm I'm a big fan of this in Paul's daily devotionals. Um, I would say for me at just at this stage, that's mm. my main kind of thing. Okay. For me, the way I work, I think getting into this you sort of need some awareness about how you work. Mm. You know, some people don't check emails and that kind of thing. For me, I check emails. Mm. So for me, the method I, I use, I don't use the, the booklet. There's a hard copy booklet that I, I know works for some. Um, but for me, it's the email there that's waiting in the morning that mm. says, read this passage. Here are some mm. questions to reflect on mm. and pray. Mm. And, yeah, so at the moment, it's kind of oscillating between Matthew and Genesis. I'm really enjoying Genesis. It's going through slabs of... John Matthew as well, just for the record. But but Genesis is going through the Joseph narratives mm. in small chunks. Mm. And in the past, what I've done, I've gone through the Joseph narratives in large chunks. Mm. And there's a place and value for that. Mm. But I'm actually really finding the smaller chunks also quite helpful. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So um yeah, so for me, just at the moment, that's that's my main kind of thing for Bible reading. Mm. Um um, I, I use the same approach, by the way, with missionary prayer letters and things like that. Mm. Um, I, I have a little rule for myself. It doesn't get deleted till I've done it. Nice. And just the way that I work, I, you know, I do like to clear my emails. Um, not everyone's like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're not like that, that's not going to yeah. work for you. You're just yeah. going to have far more unread emails mm. and that can weigh on guilt and mm. that kind of thing. Mm. So that's probably not a helpful method for you. Mm. Um, but for me, it works in my routines. Mm. Um, at other times, I've done other things. In fact, we had an interview at Morning Church. Someone talked about a particular Bible reading plan. I've I've done that one. I, I, I started doing that one too. Which one was that? I was in that Morning Church oh, this, this was past the, Sunday. Um, McChain. Oh, plan, yes. Yep. Which, yep. which one of the ones on Bible Gateway and mm. other places. Mm. And <clears throat> I, I just... I was delighted to hear that worked so well for, for Lachlan, who was sharing, not you, not someone else. Not me, different Lachlan, yeah. And that was just such an encouragement to hear, mm. you know, his method and the way that he's worked that out with his wife. Mm. And mm. I, like others, were blown away. He was able to talk so articulately while at the same time having a three-month-old baby in his pouch. Mm. <laughs> mm. um, but 
you know, he, he just shared with everyone, so I'm sure he won't mind me just recounting what he does. So him and his wife, they both subscribe to it. They don't read it together, though. They mm. read it separately. Mm. But they have ways of checking in with one another. So the accountability aspect yeah. Yeah. was was helpful. I, I don't think it can be a, you know, like a stick thing, but mm. they both mutually mm. agreed to this mm. and, and find it helpful. So... Mm. So that's just something they do separately mm. Mm. and have different ways of checking in mm. and asking questions about it. I've heard other people over the years who have taken that accountability to a what I call next level. You know, they've developed an accountability group with friends on Bible reading and mm. they have a little WhatsApp group and each mm. day they're supposed mm. to... I've heard one, you know, case of people that they gave each other points or something. <laughs> <laughs> But as I talked about it, it was a helpful and productive yes. thing. It wasn't guilt-inducing. Yeah. It wasn't... Yeah. So that that's helpful and constructive. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. So what about you, mate? Yeah, look, at the moment, uh, I am in a Bible in a Year plan. Not the McShane one. I have used that in the past. Uh, this one comes from some Scandinavian church that I won't try to pronounce. Uh, but I've appreciated this one. It's, I think, the third time I've worked through this annual plan. Uh, I like the variety that it gives. Uh, one of the things I found hard with working through the McShane Bible in a year plan is you get all of the Gospels in one hit at the start of the year and it takes you know four or five months to finish the Gospels, maybe even six months, and then the last six months you're racing through all the different epistles. Uh, I prefer this current plan where there's a bit more variety so that you move from one Gospel into some of the letters, then back into another Gospel, uh, just helps me get a bit more variety through. Uh, it, it's working through the Old Testament chronologically, which I'm not the biggest fan of. It means that we get a bit of Chronicles and then we jump into a prophet and then back to Chronicles. So, you know, I just have to bear with that. But I, I find that helpful. Um, I've been reading kind of the Bible in a year since I started my ministry apprenticeship because uh, I anytime I have to make a decision about what I'm going to read next, I lose a few days of Bible reading because I'm just <laughs> indecisive and there's so many options. And so having a whole year set out, so I don't have to make a decision. You know, the next day is set for me. I know what I'm going to read next. I've found that helpful. There's been other years since my apprenticeship where I've tried other things. Uh, even last year, I tried something different. But the amount of time I'm spending in the Word and hearing from God always decreases in those other years. So I just come back and go, okay. We'll get through the whole Bible. Um, I, alongside that, find journaling most helpful for engaging with God in his word. Uh, I found that hard this year with a now a five-month-old baby. So the, the time to sit and process and write has been diminished. Uh, but if I think back to times where I've kind of most valued and gotten a lot out of times with God, it has been when I've had time to sit and read those slabs and then process and write something. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I, I was encouraged, can't remember how or where, but one year I went, okay, every day I'm going to read through these sections of the Bible and, and come up with something just to praise God for. From it. So the whole year was just devoted to praise and to thinking, you know, how can I finish the sentence from these passages? God, I praise you that. That was a wonderful year. I uh, really valued that time. Um, one of the other things that continues to help me in Bible reading was an encouragement. Uh, I, I don't know for you, Raj, sometimes when I read the Bible, it, it can feel like just reading any other book. 
and it gets dry and becomes intellectual. Uh, but I heard someone once encourage the practice of thinking about it as a dialogue with God. So he is speaking in the Bible, uh, and I can respond in prayer, not just at the end of reading, but even throughout. You know, take this time actually with God. Go, God, what on earth does that verse mean? I'm really struggling right now. Can you help me to see it? And then I keep reading and pondering. I'm not saving up the prayer till the end, but I'm with God in that moment of reading, dialoguing with him as my mind goes off to something else in the day. I'm taking that to God in prayer straight away, kind of making it not just a time of reading, but a time of back and forth with the Lord in his word. That's something I found helpful and continue to this day. Yeah. It's interesting how people are wired differently. I, I, in the past, have tried, you know, plans like Bible in a year. Um, And for me, you know, for three months it works Mm. really well. Mm. Then I just found, for whatever reason, I got behind. Mm. And I just, I realised halfway, I was was on a plane somewhere and I thought I'm going to catch up and... And I, I kind of did, but I just thought, for me, I just mm. felt I was doing it as a mechanical exercise. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so I picked it up and did something else. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. So I just think there's a whole, um, that's great what you're doing. Mm. Sorry, I'm not having a go at that at all. Just, <laughs> no, we are, we're different. And I know I'm wired yeah. differently. I, as you say that, it takes me back to the time I kind of committed to and did a 3,000 piece jigsaw puzzle that uh, was for like fuzzy and blurred and candy looked at it and went what is wrong with you um no it encouraged her my commitment encouraged her that i would be committed to things even when they're hard uh yeah so that was good and i but i think that plays into it does uh, something like yeah. a, a long bible reading plan to yeah. go you know the discipline that's part of yeah. what drives me and what helps me to yeah. be motivated to come back i think my encouragement for people is wherever you are you know, what is something, like what is a step you can mm. take just to mm. be better? I, I shared the stats, we're preaching in different places, Lachlan, so you might not have seen my stats, but they're not actually my stats. But if you can engage with the Bible four times a week, yeah. that has a profound impact. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, so, you know, if you're at two times a week, how can you get to four? Mm. Mm. If you're at four times a week, how can you get to five? Mm. Maybe that's just a way to break it down. Mm, mm. Um, I, I want to encourage people just, I, I totally get it. Sometimes you can hear stuff like this. You can be so overwhelmed. Um, you feel guilt, nothing happens. And so I just just break it down. What's a positive step you can mm, make? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's helpful. And, you know, we do have those resources that you're using as a church. Uh, get on to that if... if I, I don't know, maybe for some people the decision-making every day of what I'm going to read next happens quickly and that's okay. I can't imagine doing that, kind of having a few days planned out to go, I know what I'm reading, I can just wake up and open up. Yep. It's a helpful thing. So the church plan might be a helpful step to move towards those four days. Yeah, and it's not the only thing. There's stacks of things out there. That's true. The point is, you know, we come to Deuteronomy 6 and um, I didn't read verse 8, but tie them, that is God's commands and his word on it, symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. It's just mm. everywhere you go, everywhere around you in your consciousness, mm. um, how is it that you can keep engaging with God and his word? Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, I was discussing this with our growth group through the week and thinking, uh, is it of a past generation that we had like Bible verse plaques plastered around houses and 
Um, I feel like I don't see that as much now. But I don't know. Maybe well, I'm in look, the wrong we, house. We have one or two in our house. Um, <laughs> but, but that's not actually so much me. That's my wife, Nicole. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's something yeah. she's she's deliberate about. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think it highlights, you know, different people works different, work mm, differently. What's mm. going to... Just the totality of what's envisaged mm, here in, mm. and the priority, it's, mm. it's huge. Mm. And... Yeah, you know, we're in a world where one size doesn't fit all. Um, yeah. But worth asking the question, what does work for you? Yeah. 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 Raj, thanks for your time. We'll leave it there. Like I say, we love your questions every week. So do always send them through on the Sundays as you're listening and thinking. We love chatting about those on the extras. But I hope this has been a helpful little insight just into a couple of people and our time with the Lord in His Word uh, as we get the privilege of hearing from him and internalizing his word that we might love him by hearing from him. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone.